0: Hey there, it's your host, Mar Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. The Needy Podcast is currently on a much-needed hiatus, so I'm bringing you some of my favorite interviews and episodes from the last three years. Season four of Needy will arrive mid-March. To get information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. So this morning I'm thinking about what it means to have a good body, what it means to have a good body in our current society, what it means for the opportunities that we think are possible for us, for the ways that we try to Conform, make ourselves smaller in order to belong. And, you know, when I say smaller, I mean both literally and figuratively. And this idea of a good body is so pervasive, it's spoon fed to us from such an early age that it begins to mean everything about what we think is possible for us as human beings, including helping us to meet our primary need for safety. So when I teach about safety, I often talk about how the energetic root of safety exists two feet beneath our feet in the earth beneath us. And it is quite literally, this need for safety is quite literally our tether to the earth. That feeling of being grounded, of being secure, of truly feeling able to bring the fullest and truest version of ourselves to the world around us. And when we talk about safety, we're talking about the literal, you know, concept of safety where, you know, safety from violence, safety from harm, safety from hurt, having all of our primary needs met, perhaps a roof over our head, food in our refrigerators, keeping ourselves safe. But safety goes beyond that too. Safety begins to once those primary, you know, their essential needs are met, it leaves this other realm of safety open. Uh, safety to feeling safe to be able to show up in the world the way that we are feeling safe to be our most human self, our neediest self, and not worry about what it will mean to be rejected or to be cast aside because we have that rooted sense of having our own back no matter what. So a couple of years ago, I was in the middle of the night scrolling through Instagram and I happened upon a post from... A very kind of conventionally beautiful woman who was about my age, and she ha- met that ideal, that standard of beauty. She was thin, she was fit, she had, you know, beautiful, ruly, glossy hair. um she was physically beautiful, and the post was about how she had split from her partner um, because he had cheated on her and that they were now getting a divorce. And of course that makes, I mean, that could happen to anybody. That makes sense. That could happen to anybody. But in the middle of the night, because I was a little fuzzy and, uh, vulnerable to my more shadow thoughts, I had this visceral feeling of, wow, how could that have happened to her? How could this bad thing have happened to such a quote unquote perfect person? Now, mind you, I don't know this person. I'm looking at their photo on Instagram for the first time. It wasn't somebody that I followed. So all I have to determine her, you know, the possibility for safety in her life. And and in this sense, talking about relationship security, um, was this two dimensional image of her. But the image was beautiful. She was beautiful. And I couldn't deny that I had this feeling of, wow, how could that have happened to her? Now, in the past, that track, I would have followed down that track and it would have gone from, how could that have happened to her? To that's all the more likely that that could happen to me. And me being a bigger person in a bigger body, um, you know, though I have many privileges in terms of how I look and how I pass and how I put myself together. But being a person who falls outside of that conventional ideal of beauty. So, you know, if that could happen to her, it's all the more likely that that could happen to me. And that means that I should redouble my efforts to please, to conform, to make myself relatable, likable, palatable, I should redouble my efforts to pursue a good body, as in a, bu- a better body than the body that I was and am in, in an attempt to keep myself safe in an attempt to keep my partner happy, if this were, you know, the cover of Cosmo magazine. And we see how the cover of Cosmo magazine is now deeply embedded in my brain. Because over the course of my life, I don't buy those magazines anymore, but over the course of my life, how many of those articles did I read? How many of those correlations between how I looked and the possibility for having a good life did I ingest? And all of those headlines are tucked deeply inside of me. They're, you know, just awaiting um, these moments of being potentials for me to shame myself, right? As all of this evidence for, of course that happened to you. Look at, you know, look at the way you look, right? What did you expect? And so in the past, I would have seen something like this and I would have redoubled my efforts. I would have used that as evidence that I needed to work twice as hard, three times as hard, four times as hard in an attempt to keep myself safe. But because of doing this work, the work that I talk about here on the podcast, the work that I do with my clients, the work that I do with myself, it suddenly occurred to me How ridiculous and random so much of this is and how we're spending so much time and so much energy in the pursuit of a good body in an attempt to keep ourselves safe when really safety is an illusion that we cannot protect ourselves from. You know, we cannot protect ourselves from bad things happening to us by tightly controlling our bodies, by restricting the food that we put into our mouths, by restricting, uh, you know, any kind of pleasure in that, in that way, by putting ourselves through whatever kind of workout regime we think will bring us to a desired outcome right? Not about moving the body because it feels good, but about moving the body to get us closer to this desirable outcome, everything moving us to get us closer to this desirable outcome. And how important it is when we are healing from years, decades of being embroiled in that diet mentality, to be gentle and kind to ourselves, because this isn't about being stupid or being duped or, you know, not knowing better, but it's about the attempt to meet our need for safety by route through our body, by making our body do a thing so as to make our sense of safety certain. And I remember reading about this kind of thing when I was a teenager where, you know, girls would go on diets over the course of the summer, go on workout routines, and then all of a sudden they would be more available for or seem more available for relationships, right? The uh, not at all subtle message being conform, control your body, make your body into something that is worth loving, that is desirable, And so, of course, of course, we then grow up through our adolescence into adults who are believing that our happiness lies just on the other side of another 20 pounds, just on the other side of, you know, some some sort of body-related achievement, when in reality we have that completely mixed up. And that many, many, many people in the world are in happy, thriving relationships who are in all kinds of bodies. Many people are going on trips, getting dressed in beautiful clothes, having fabulous sex lives, getting to live the lives of their dreams in the body that they are in now. And there's nothing different between that person and between you, And I'm not going to sit here and deny the fact that it takes a lot of unlearning. There's so much unlearning that has to happen in order to really cast off that mantle of bullshit that we are fed about being in a certain kind of body, a less good body, a bad body, even. And because of that, being relegated to a, a worse kind of life or a kind of life where you have to spend the majority of your time apologizing for whatever you or you know society perceives to be wrong with you. But we hold so much personal power when it comes to how much we allow these messages to soak in, to dictate what we see as possible for us. And I have to think that beginning to tend to that need for safety is such an essential element of starting to live the life that you want now. Because when we can help ourselves to feel safe, when we can support ourselves in feeling secure in our relationship with ourselves, in our bodies now, in our relationships now, you know, if they, are, um, if they are relationships where trust has been earned and the more that we can start to feel safe, the, the less we will be looking outside of ourselves for that external validation and the less that we're going to be concerned with how our bodies look and how they are perceived by others and more concerned with how our bodies feel, how they function. You know, your body's for you. It's for moving around in the world. It's for dancing, singing, writing, thinking, breathing, laying down. You know, our bodies are for living. And the work that's happening, the underpinning that's happening in this transformation is that our primary allegiance goes from being externally one, Um, our primary, primary allegiance goes from being that connection with other people in our lives, that belonging to people other than ourselves. And we switch it so that our primary allegiance is then to ourselves first and foremost. And this doesn't mean that you are alone forever. It doesn't mean that you are on an island, but it does mean that you turn to yourself. First, You turn to your own opinion first. You ask yourself, is this good enough? Am I good enough? You take the opportunity to decide what a good body is for you because you have an opportunity each day to choose what is good enough for you. You have an opportunity each day to validate the body that you are in, the life that you are in, whatever situation that you are in, the pace that you're moving. You have this extremely powerful ability to have your own back by choosing to actively affirm yourself each and every day. And in that situation, your primary allegiance is to yourself The first person that you turn to when you have a question is yourself. And of course, of course, that's exactly as it should be because nobody, nobody on earth knows you better than you know yourself. Nobody on earth knows how hard you work by yourself. Nobody on earth shares the exact same set of values that you do. And so when you reclaim those values from society at large, when you invert this need for acceptance and approval and validation and start giving it to yourself, then you are able to begin creating a life that is dictated by your values and not the values of the, you know, society at large. And inside of here, you get to choose what's a good body. You get to choose what's a good life. You get to decide what success looks like. You get to be the primary authority on yourself, on how you want to be living, on, um, what's good enough. You know, it's interesting because so much of my work has to do with supporting people around meeting their needs and, this is relational, as we've talked about before on this podcast. Uh, you know, we, we encounter and, and carry relational wounds when it comes to meeting our needs. But a lot of this too has to do with this idea of the good body and has to do with what we see as possible for us, depending on our social location. And we know about our social location because we're taught it from a very young age. We know, you know, if we're fat or thin, or we know about the color of our skin or the amount of money in our parents, then our bank accounts. We know about our levels of ability. Uh, we know where we stand in the scheme of things and that impacts What we see is possible for us because just like everything else, we then see our possibilities on a hierarchy with ourselves, you know, wherever, wherever we might be on that hierarchy, depending on our identities and our privileges. And the truth is that when it comes to what's happening inside of you, you get to choose. You get to choose not to swallow what you've been fed. You get to choose not to carry what you've been taught. You get to choose each and every moment to love and approve of yourself as you are. And you get to choose what's enough. And so, when you're thinking about what's possible for you, what you want for yourself, you know, here we are, right? It's almost 2020. We're on the cusp of this glorious new decade. And you might be thinking to yourself, like, what do I want? What do I want for my life? Okay. Well, in that situation, you might want to pay attention to any roadblocks that you put in your path, any way that you try to water down, pen in, make yourself small, even in your own imagination, and encourage yourself to ask what would be possible for me if If I truly loved and approved of myself, if I truly had my own back no matter what, if I truly was committed to showing up in this next decade as the fullest and truest expression of who I am and everything that I have to offer and all of my human neediness, right? Because this other facet of a good body is that a good body is a body without needs or certainly a good body is a body that doesn't, you know, that's needs don't, don't present any inconvenience for anybody else. Maybe you're allowed to have needs, but you meet them at night in the quiet after everyone's sleeping or around the periphery of your life or in the shadows by yourself. You pay for it yourself. You don't ask for anything else. You don't ask for any help or any support. And so, you know, maybe, maybe as you're making your grand plans, your glorious ideas of what's coming next for you, what you want, what you need, you begin to bring your attention to any any, any ways that you might be hampering your vision or censoring yourself or telling yourself, "Well, that's just not going to happen because X, Y, Z here in your own self talk here in your own imagination you do not have to continue to carry what you have been told is possible for you based on you know whatever it is about you that you're telling yourself that's the reason and you and only you are able to give yourself that permission that Sense of belonging in your relationship with yourself. That understanding that your truest self, your truest body, the body you are in right now is worth prancing all over the globe. If that's your thing, dressing up, not waiting, not waiting. Last week we talked to Amber Carnes who talked a lot about not waiting. And I love that message. I love her work. Um, but that idea that we don't have to postpone anything until, 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 until we've spent our entire lives postponing what we actually want because of our perceived flaws. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to the to sign yourself up for revive a gorgeously free five-day course chock full of real self-care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week and as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.